Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin. And today, we're going to be reviewing the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi that is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, how the heck are you? How you been? We're back at it again. This is our second two out of three. It's a crazy week. So we got Mavericks done. It's out. It's out there for the world to, to listen to. Now we're moving on to the TV side. We got some Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two, which are respectively, I thought they were going to have like actual names for each episode, but I guess it's just part one and then part two of this six part series. But how you been? There, there was there was only one way to start this podcast, and I think I think you did a disservice to the people. I did. Oh, did I? Did I? <laughs> the, hello uh, there. <laughs> hello there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the only way you can start this podcast. That is very true. Very very true. I should have said hello there, critics, non critics. <laughs> that would have been pretty. Who, who knew such a basic like two words could be so iconic? Just because it's Ewan McGregor, and he's just. The goat. Yeah. Well, also, um, um, the original um, actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, I think it was Alan McGinnis. Yeah, Alan Guinness. Yeah, he also said it, but it just became more of a thing. It became a meme for our generation. It's not only just a meme. It's part. It's it's actually part of the best, what I personally think is the best Star Wars movie out there. Revenge of the Sith. Thank you very much. It's whew. very hot take. It is a very hot take, but you know, everyone has their own favorite Star Wars movie. And, you know, like if someone were to tell me that A New Hope or I don't know, Solo, a Star Wars story was their favorite, you know what? It is what it is. Everybody has their own favorite story. I don't know about Solo. Rogue One, maybe. Oh, Rogue One. Definitely top five for me. I, oh, man. I, I, I definitely had some hot takes with my uh, Star Wars ranking that I did for In Session Film. Um, if you guys want to check it out, is it is up on the website. I'll try to put a link to that article in the episode notes of this podcast episode as well. But as I mentioned before, we are going to be reviewing the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, again, um, titled Part 1 and Part 2. I kind of understand how it's like it's it's so much work giving like every single episode like a new name. Like we know it's called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like that is the name I of also, the show. I thought, I thought it was going to be called Kenobi. I thought it was too. I think that sounds better. Just Kenobi. <laughs> it's like uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent or yeah. what was it? The Emancipation. Another movie he was in. Yeah, that's right. He was. He was in Birds of Prey. He it elevated was it greatly. The, the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, I believe is what it was called originally. 
Um, someone let me know if, if I'm out there, if, if I'm wrong. And the, if you want to leave like a review or just tweet us at, you know, at film optics and say, Hey, you're wrong. It's X, Y, and Z. But yeah. So for birds of prey, uh, Irwin McGregor as well. So Irwin is, uh, he's McGregor's everywhere. He really is. This is crazy. That, that smile. You just can't escape it. Yeah. It's just too good. Too bright. And I will say like, if, before we get into it here for a second, like, I just want to say how exciting it is that Ewan and Hayden Christensen are excited to reprise their roles as uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi, because, I mean, they even said themselves, you know, they put a lot of heart and soul into Attack of the Clones. Well, 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 when Hayden And and you know Liam Neeson's showing up, too. He's he's going to be a force ghost in a... Only matter of time. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I oh man, I'm waiting. It's it's great, but it's really great to see. I mean, Obi Wan is one of my favorite Star Wars characters. For and don't sure. forget, don't forget our buddy Uncle Owen. Yeah. Oh He's yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Owen. Yeah. Coming back. It's it's crazy, man. And I mean, I, I do feel like it was. I felt like this should have been. This should have been a series that dropped or at least started on Star Wars Day or at least on the um anniversary i think it's the it was a 25th or 24th anniversary of a new hope but they kind of pushed it back um you know we we kind of talked about that in past episodes where they you know where we're dropping moon night on may 4th but it was also star wars day but it's like it's star wars day that's like a global phenomenon i think they kind of dropped the ball by not releasing this a little bit earlier but it is what it is because we are here to talk about it today so Devin, are you ready to jump in to our episode one and two review of Obi-Wan Kenobi? Oh, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's been 10 years. The fight is done. We lost. Leave us alone, Ben. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. It's my responsibility. Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I've loved you always. There's a thing that swallows you. It holds you together while it's tearing you apart. It's terrifying. And we are back with our episode one and two review of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the story is as follows. Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi watches over a young Luke Skywalker and evades the Empire's elite Jedi hunters during his exile on the desert planet Tatooine. Tatooine. He doesn't do much watching over. No, no, he does just let Uncle Owen take over the reins. Exactly. I mean, it's Disney really, I feel like Disney really, really loves Tatooine for some reason. <laughs> they keep they coming. Have the set ready to go. Yeah. I mean, of course, yeah, with Book of Boba Fett and um, of course with Mandalorian. But I got to say, Devin, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite uh, Disney Plus like Star Wars series. And we're only two episodes in. I know that's a bit premature, but. I am really, really loving what we've seen so far. And, you know, we're going to get into our initial reactions and then we'll get into a little bit of spoilers here as well for everyone. And we'll talk about a few Easter eggs and whatnot and, you know, give our uh, final thoughts and uh, our ratings of these two episodes. We'll probably do, yeah, two episodes uh, together or separately, however you want to view it. And then we'll kind of just get the heck out of here. So, 
Um, really quick, um, I'm just going to just start off and give my initial reactions uh, to this because I was, wasn't able to watch this until a little bit later on in the day. Um, luckily, I've been staying off social media because I just didn't want anything spoiled. Um, I've only seen like the first like teaser trailer that they pumped out. I don't believe I watched the final trailer and I don't know if that gives anything away, but I'm glad that I didn't because the first episode, which is just titled part one, gives a phenomenal kind of like little flashback or recap of the prequel series about Obi-Wan's life and about him training Anakin. Um, and of course, you know, Anakin becoming into the Dark Lord that we now know him as Darth Vader. And we do know that Hayden Christensen is coming back to reprise his role as Darth Vader. But I, I really enjoy the the recap. It, it really kind of just... the high ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, Anakin. I have the high ground. It's it's probably the most quotable Star Wars movie as well, Revenge, Revenge of the Sith. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just... I, Luke, I'm your father. I mean that's that's all time every any movie ever. Technically, it's no Luke. I am your father, but it's a great quote. But I think Revenge of the Sith has way more quotable memes and just amazing dialogue altogether. But that's me personally. Um, but as I was saying for episodes one and two, it this this show is so wonderfully play, paced, and I know a lot of people out there were kind of worried that the six episode arc was going to kind of teeter off because we've seen a lot of complaints out there with, between the Marvel shows when it comes to, you know, the six episode arc, but between these first two episodes, part one and part two, I think it's wonderfully paced. There's a, so many like amazing little Easter eggs and characters that I didn't even know that were going to be in the story. And I think I might start adopting what Devin does and not really watch the trailers after like the first go, because it just leaves so many surprises for you. And I mean, I know it's hard to stay off social media, but it can be done. But if it's something you really, really care about, like with me and like Star Wars or especially like Stranger Things, I'm just staying off social media until I can, you know, so I can enjoy it on my own time because I mean, as much as I do enjoy checking to see what everyone else's reactions are, especially for Obi-Wan Kenobi, I like, this is like personal for me. Like Obi-Wan's like one of my favorite characters. Anakin's one of my favorite characters in star Wars, definitely top three. Ahsoka's number one. Um, and then it goes Anakin and then Kenobi, but it's, it's so great. We, we see a broken, um, shattered man that is Obi-Wan and he's, you know, he's living the rest of his life out on Tatooine after uh, order uh, execute order 66, you know, when all they hunted down all the Jedi and he, he's, he's just a lonely meat packer that yeah, a very lonely meat packer. He's, he has essentially in a way closed himself off from the force and it's just living this simple life and wants to hide from the empire and the inquisitors and throughout his journey and especially his call to action, how he gets back into, you know, doing Jedi things and, you know, helping out the Senate. Um, I, I, th I think is very, very beautiful. And it's, it's, it really shows this, uh, the connection that Anakin and Obi-Wan has have had. If you haven't watched like clone wars or even, uh, Star Wars Rebels, but mo more more so Clone Wars. That's really where they're, 
you know, relationship develop. But of course, you know, he's trained him since he was a small boy and you can see that Obi-Wan is still haunted by what happened to Anakin. And it, it, I, I just think it's, it's beautiful so far and it's so wonderfully paced. And I was, I was glued to my TV the entire time. Did not skip a beat. I think episode one is around 55 minutes and episode two is around like 40, 42 minutes. Um, but of course the inquisitors as well, um, have done a great job and I actually wanted to uh, get your thoughts on that, but I'm getting a little bit of ahead of myself because I'll just ramble here forever. I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial thoughts of episode one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It definitely does feel good to get back into this specific like era of Star Wars, like before Luke, before Leia. Obviously, they're still here, but they're just cute little kids. <laughs> it's just so cool to see Ewan back as Obi-Wan. Like He's just such a great actor. He just elevates everything he's in. Definitely, I was surprised we got two episodes, considering there's only six. Um, but it makes sense once you see the ending of episode two. Like you, They would definitely want to end the first week on that, because that's just a great way to end an episode um you mentioned the inquisitors i was not really a fan of of what they were doing Mm. i thought the two dudes were like really really goofy looking (laughs) like especially compared to like um, i know i know the grand inquisitor has been in the animated series yeah it it just looks way different it does look different i I know it doesn't have to look the same but he just looks like it just looks goofy to me and then Mm. the um the sister Inquisitor, Reva, I just was not feeling her at all as a character. I do have some reserves about her. Way too edgelord, like over the top. Like it's just not really enjoyable to watch for me just as a character. Mm. There's been a lot of complaints online about other things about that character that I don't agree with um, complaining about. But yeah. just as a character, I'm not really a fan of someone being like that over the top and just mm-hmm. cartoonish in a way, like a cartoonish villain. They all they all were, kind of. That's kind of what my issue is. I'm hoping this two-episode arc is more focused on them, and then maybe we, we uh, switch focus to Darth Vader mm-hmm. going forward. I hope they're not like his minions that are going to be doing all of his tasks during the series, because yeah. that would be a little worrisome for me. Well, I will say that the, that is the Inquisitor's job, um, because they are Jedi hunters, and we were really um, introduced to them and Clone Wars and especially Rebels as well. Um, but I, I do agree. Uh, so Moses Ingram, who plays the uh, the uh, sister Inquisitor, um, I knew I've seen her from somewhere. Um, I've, she was in Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, and I was like, okay, so I, that that's where I kind of... And Queen's Gambit. Yeah, Queen's Gambit and um, Ambulance or Ambulance. <laughs> the, the Michael Bay movie I never saw. But yeah, I will say that the, I, I feel like we are going to get a lot more of the Inquisitors because, like I said, they, they do kind of the the dirty work. It's, it's kind of like, you know, they do the dirty work for for Lord Vader. But there, there's it's kind of like a three step thing because you, you have the Inquisitors who obviously follow Vader, but obviously Vader follows um, follows uh, Palpatine. So it's kind of like a you know little tier system that they have going on there. Corporate ladder, yeah, corporate ladder for sure. Um, I do agree. I think like she she kind of reminded me of kind of reminds me of like a female um, like Keith Stanfield a little bit, just just a little bit. Um, but I feel like her performance wasn't really like grasping me as much as I was hoping. Like I think she's doing a good job. 
It's just yeah, she's doing a good job for that character, but I don't really like that character. Yeah, I feel like it, it is a bit over the top uh, so far, but you know there has been other um, unnecessary criticisms about the character, um, which it, it's it, racism in Star Wars. What are you gonna do? I, I I just I just feel like that that trio of Inquisitors just isn't really working for me. Like I, I find it hard to take them seriously. They're just kind of bickering the whole time. Yeah, these first two episodes. Mm-hmm. They're not even like like respecting each other amongst the tr- their trio. So how am I supposed to respect them as as villains? Right. Yeah. I, I I do agree there. So it it gets a little you know it's I mean I'm I'm excited that they're here because it's like you know I've known them from the Clone Wars. I know them from Star Wars Rebels. But um, I will say the makeup doesn't look terrible, but it is it's just it's different because I view them you know when I think of an Inquisitor, I think of the Inquisitors. From the animated series. It's just but, such a large head. Yeah. <laughs> a very, sorry, very large uh, head. But hey, sorry, Rupert. Yeah, but hey, it, at least it's practical. So, I mean, pe- people want to, you know, complain about She-Hulk, and then they're like, oh, there's too much CGI. And then they're like, oh, my God, this practical effects looks terrible. But, of course, you know, people were also complaining about Cat Bane. I don't know how you can complain about that. That, that was that, that was amazing. amazing. Yeah, but it, it, it is what it is. But overall, I, I am enjoying it. Like, that is one gripe. I feel like Moses Ingram's performance just it's just a little bit too over the top. Like, it, it just it's not selling me so far. So, yeah. I mean, it, even with the other Inquisitors, like, you know, she's like this loose cannon and they're trying to like reel her back. But it's like, yo, it's like, so like the Inquisitors, they're not, Sith, but you know, they were Jedi, but they use the dark side, but they're not, their title isn't Sith. They just hunt other Jedi. But you know, we see other Jedi within this, um, within these two episodes that, you know, it's not just like the main Jedi that are still out there, but you know, there, there's stragglers out there as well. So we, my, my boy Benny Safty, rest in peace. <laughs> he was, he was hung up to dry. Yeah. Yeah. RIP for that for sure. Um, but um, there's a few more other surprises in this, but I feel like I am getting a little bit into spoilers central. So do you want to move on over to spoilers and kind of uh, talk about some yeah. some nice little cool little surprises? I think you mentioned a few of them earlier, but that's it's all good to go. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is your first spoiler warning for Obi-Wan Kenobi episode one and two again. That is your second spoiler warning for Obi-Wan Kenobi. So if you haven't seen it, stop now. Go watch both episodes and then come back and listen to the rest of our analysis, our coverage of this show. So we see Kamal Nanjani make an appearance. I'm not sure oh, if yeah. I'm not sure if he was in the um in any of the uh like I guess marketing. Um I feel like I saw him like maybe once. For like a hot second, but I kind of forgot he it was, was announced there. that he was in it, but I don't know if he was in the trailers. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the he's, cast. He's got that that Deborah Chow connection with Eternals. Yeah, the yeah. Hookup. There we go. Yeah, and I think Deborah Chow's doing a great job so far of you know directing this. Like if, I said, if she's attached. You know, it's going to look amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, does it not look amazing, Devin? Like it is yeah. so beautiful. Like the first episode itself, like I've honestly never seen Tatooine look that beautiful before. <laughs> yeah. It was weird. And of course we get, I don't know, do we come toddler or little? So this entire series happens 10 years after the Revenge of the Sith. So Luke and Leia are both 10 years old. 
I guess Lil, Lil Leia is just amazing. She's just <laughs> a little little joy on the Little screen. Leia and Little Luke. I, I got to say, I'm really happy that, I mean, it's it's cool to see, you know, Luke and Leia as children, but you really feel the connection that um, Obi-Wan has to Luke. But, you know, it's it's not just, oh, you know, like he's a Jedi, but it's like, obviously the connection goes a little bit deeper because he's like, no, like, you know, these these were essentially like someone that he considered his brother, like family. These were like, you know, part of his family. You were my brother. You were my brother, Anakin. <laughs> I loved you. <laughs> See, another one. Boom. There we go. Two, was that two or three for Re- Revenge of the Sith? One for uh, Empire Strikes Back, was it? I believe so. <laughs> for it's a trap. <laughs> oh, my. Wait, was, was that, was that, wait, was that Empire Strikes Back or was that, uh, Actually, it's I think one of them. The one of them. I I can't. I I want to say it was a new hope. But I can't remember right now, but yeah, it was. Um, I, I really you you can really just sense the connection. Of course, we get Senator Organa, and like you said before, Little Leia is just fantastic. Like she's so sassy, way too smart for her own good. <laughs> yeah, I was once like, "How old are you? Ten? What?" <laughs> and of course, you know, she is showing with her force sensibility. Um, I, I really just, I'm really happy that we're kind of focusing on Leia. Like, I mean, I like Luke. It's just, yeah, we don't, we never, we never really get enough on Leia, especially yeah. since uh, the unfortunate passing, but yeah, it's cool to see her as a, as a little 10 year old. And this is a small gripe, but I don't think this show understands the speed of a, a small 10 year old child. <laughs> Like she was outrunning all these adults. Like that's just not gonna happen. Those little legs cannot outrun a grown man. She was booking it though. Like I mean, I feel like if she were to like really like run, run, she might be able to. Because I mean, you see, you see parents like chase children that are younger than ten years old around the house all the time, and they're booking it up and down the stairs, around the kitchen. I just feel like someone that small, like those little legs, just can't. They can't keep up. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I know what you mean, but it it did feel like, oh, like I'm gonna get you, kind of thing. And it's <laughs> oh yeah, especially that, that the first chase scene where she gets kidnapped. Yeah, we we get a flea, a flea appearance from Red Hot Chili Peppers. He's oh. uh he's not the best actor, but. No. <laughs> It's all good. Hey, I mean, that's that's the one beautiful thing about Star Wars, especially when it comes to, like, the Stormtroopers as well. Like, you never know who's going to be, like, you know, under the helmet. Like, there's been so many, like, famous people. Like, hey, you want to be a Stormtrooper in the new Star Wars movie or new Star Wars show? Yeah. Like, great. You know, you're completely covered. You have no clue that person is. But I do agree. Um, <laughs> Little Leia was booking it, but I really like how that is the actual call to action within episode one, leading into episode two. That you know the the Inquisitors, um, um, played by Reva or the the sister Inquisitor, um, she's using Leia to get to Obi Wan because for some reason. Like she wants to please Darth Vader, but it's like we need to. We still don't know the connection between the two, between well, at least between Obi Wan, Anakin, and Reva. Because well, it seems like Reva was possibly in that first scene of the first episode with the Order Six uh, Sixty Six. Mm, oh yeah, that, it looks like she might have been one of those kids. Mm. Maybe that's where the the connection starts. Although I guess that was only ten years. I don't know how how much she could have aged in ten years. Yeah, that's true. I guess uh, maybe I don't. It, what, what is time in Star Wars, really? Well, yeah, it's it's very. Um, I, I really like that opening scene as well, where it kind of just it shows like, oh, there are other 
you know, Jedi or just being hunted down. Just like we, we see other Jedi being killed. I actually thought that when the Jedi master was like carving up the, uh, the stormtroopers that Anakin was going to walk in and like slice down the rest of those kids. It's so weird seeing a stormtrooper win. Yeah. Just never happens. (laughs) Yeah. That is one thing that I've always like, especially with the Revenge of the Sith. It's like, I mean, these are supposed to be like Jedi Knights, like one of some of the most most powerful warriors in the entire galaxy. And they get outflanked and outnumbered by stormtroopers. Like even in like the massacre that happens in Revenge of the Sith, like it's, it's so funny because they're just like, oh, they're like, you know, falling to their deaths. And it's kind of like the, the and speaking of a, of, of uh, stormtroopers, we get a clone appearance. Yeah, we do. Our, we bo- our boy, uh, actually, we don't know who, what boy it is, but one of the clones is uh, is homeless and down on his luck. It's it's one of those clones out there. We just don't know who. But yeah, I really like how you know the call to action. You know, with with Obi Wan is just so you know he was so fixated on Luke, and then you know Senator Organa's like you know like she's just as important. And I really like how she, how he tells her that she reminds him of Padme. Finally, we get a Padme reference. Finally, I was so, I I, I love this series so far. I, I love all the smaller references. She's being rede- she's being redeemed in Thor. She should be redeemed in Star Wars too. I agree. I agree. And I mean, hopefully, you know, Hayden Christensen is also going to be redeemed because I am, I'm for it one hundred percent. But yeah, um, was there anything else you wanted to kind of touch on before we kind of get into our final thoughts here? Guess we just got to talk about that ending of episode two. He just says the word Anakin, and then he is seemingly awoken. So it's it's weird because for the because for the longest time we never really knew, or like I guess it was never really confirmed because Hayden Christensen kind of confirmed that you know there's more of a story to tell here, which I do agree. I mean, I do feel like and hope that Disney eventually moves away from like the Skywalker saga to give us just like brand new stories with like brand new characters. But for the longest time, it it made it seem that, you know, after revenge of the Sith, that Obi-Wan knew that Anakin was still alive. So apparently he did not know that Anakin was alive. Yeah. Rhea just dropped it on him or Rava. Yeah. Rava dropped it on him via sister inquisitor. And then, his his eyes kind of just his, his face acting is just so good it's like this sinking feeling and like i felt it i was like he's broke. and then leia's <laughs> trying to talk to him he's just like I, I just can't i can't do this yeah and then you know we, we see hayden christensen in the the um the makeup for darth vader still no word on if um james earl jones is going to be voicing darth vader in this I feel like he has to I feel like he does, it, especially for this. It's like, I I, re- I don't know. I don't know how many times I, after the original series, how many times he actually has voiced Vader. Because, you know, sometimes they kind of get like the impersonators or like there's like multiple people who um, who can do like, I don't know, like Shaggy's voice or like Scooby-Doo's. So it's kind of like the, the stand-ins or the other ones that they can't get like the real deal type situation. I really don't know. I've never really known. I haven't really looked too much into it, but I, I just love how, you know, Obi-Wan, like he just, the love that he shows for Luke and Leia because of the love that he had for Padme and Anakin. And it's like, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the after effect. It's between episodes three and four. And it just 10 years after it's, it's kind of like prime, 
you know, like what happened during those 10 years. And I really enjoy how they're uh, finally digging into this. But eventually, please, Disney, move away from this kind of saga. Hopefully. Uh, well, they, they have that one show coming out. Um, Acolyte. I forgot what it's called. Yeah, Acolyte. It's supposed yeah. to be unrelated to anything. Yeah. And I, I believe the uh, the director on that was like super thrilled that, you know, they don't have to worry about. Like, I mean, cause, I mean, it's fun to have legacy characters, but it's like, you know, you're not sure if you're going to be able to get somebody in, you know, like an episode. And then you kind of have to have like a B plan if they don't come. So it's like it's just easier to just tell those stories. But that's why um, the Knights of the Old Republic um, one and two, uh, the two uh, RPG Star Wars video games we got way back in the game were so popular because they were set like years like hundreds of years prior to the events of phantom menace so it's just all new stuff and you know we got like darth revan darth malik and all this other stuff so it was really really great but i'll pass it back over to Devin so he can give his final thoughts um and also give your rating and then we'll kind of close on out here yeah overall it was very entertaining great cast great to see you back definitely a little bit worried about the inquisitors hopefully they hopefully they aren't like the main overarching villains like obviously darth vader is he's the the greatest villain of all time so i feel like he's got to kind of take the front yeah dave loney said that vader is going to be like the main villain they're kind of just like his lackeys so yeah hopefully it's just kind of this first two episodes where they get introduced because i really wasn't wasn't feeling them but other than that a lot of great actors, a lot of great characters. Overall, very enjoyable. I'd give it like a 80 around there. For for both episodes or just like a combined yeah. rating? Yeah, uh, just them together. Yeah, yeah, because I, I feel like they're, they're both, yeah, it's like a one point, yeah, one and two. Honestly, I would probably say uh, for my rating, like just like a solid 90, you know, like obviously the, there are issues and, you know, I, I couldn't give this like a perfect 100% just because it was just Moses Ingram's for some reason, it's like, this is not working for me. Same thing. The other inquisitors are okay. They, I think they do a little bit better job, but I think she's a phenomenal actor. It's just that performance. is just too much. over. It's like, she's like too, it's like, she's like overly angry. And I'm like, why is she acting like that? Like, I don't know. It was yeah. weird, but hopefully that'll change. You know, we still have four more episodes left. So, I believe Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, limited series will be dropping on Fridays. So we'll definitely be covering that week to week. Um, if, you know, if Ahsoka and Cass and Andor um, or anything like this series, I'm, I'm all for it because I think, I mean, they, I mean, besides Book of Boba Fett, I mean, I, I'm, I'm loving the Star Wars TV era. Like I really, really am. It's, you know, they're able to tell these smaller stories and, kind of, you know, expand on these uh, specific characters and kind of just have the the ability to, you know, expand on some of these stories. But again, I'm just hoping that eventually they move away from it. Hopefully Acolyte kind of, you know, uh, pushes the series in a different direction, either before and or after the Skywalker saga uh, in and of itself. But, you know, it is what it is, but I mean, I'm really hoping, like, I would love to see this on Blu-ray. Like, I, I mean, I'm still waiting on the Mandalorian as well, but I, I think these would definitely do some really good numbers on Blu-ray. I mean, I totally understand that, like, you know, there's the, there's a content that you make specifically for your streaming service, but I mean, throw us a bone every now and then. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But that pretty much concludes our um, coverage of Obi-Wan Kenobi episodes one and two here on the film optics podcast again devin's always here 
you know, he's, he's, he's a great co-host and, you know, will not be able to properly run this, um, this, uh, podcast without him for sure. Uh, so I just want to say, <laughs> yeah, a, a big thank you to Devin and a big thank you to all you guys, all the listeners out there, you know, giving us feedback and just, you know, listening, tuning in every single week, which is really, really amazing. Uh, means a lot to us for sure. You know, we're, we're trying to, we're trying our best. We're trying to try out some new things this year and we'll, we'll see where that, uh, that definitely takes us, but we have a lot coming up on the podcast. Like I said, it's going to be big TV centric here. Um, as of this recording, our, um, Top Gun Maverick review, spoiler free review is out on the uh, podcast as well. And we're also going to be covering stranger things. Season four, the boys season three and umbrella Academy season three. And we might squeeze in some Alvin and the chipmunks. We're not entirely sure. It's just, we got to get through some things first, <laughs> the rest of this, this, this other stuff first, but definitely we'll keep you posted. Just follow us on the film optics. That is optics with an X over on Twitter. And there's one thing we ask for you guys before you go is to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, your lover, whoever it may be. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics Podcast with a movie lover in need or TV lover or Star Wars lover. You know, we, we have this great episode we just did for you guys. So I believe that does it for here for today. So we hope you guys have a great start to your week. And we'll see you guys later on and that's a wrap for today thank you all for listening and if you enjoyed the show leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts and spotify and follow us on twitter and instagram to stay in the know that was devin my name is christian we'll see you guys next time